Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the new Nasty Boys. I'm your co host this morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you decide to watch or listen to this thing, Billy DeVore. And sitting next to me is my co host, Chris Weir. What's up, everybody? Welcome back, Nasty Nation. Welcome to the Fart Dungeon. Ooh. The stinky cellar, baby. Mm-hmm. We're here. We're here and we're aging them, dude. <laughs> They're stuck, and you can you start to see formations where it's like, oh, that was a nice one from July of 2023. <laughs> it's like constellations, but with uh, bits of corn and uh, fart fragments. <laughs> hey, I, I, we always started off with this the worst possible way. <laughs> we try to get you to tune in and shut off immediately. Yeah, we just want you to hit play and then disassociate. Uh-huh. So then you're like, oh, they're talking about their butts again. We haven't even gotten to baseball. We're not going to for a while. See how long they talk about farts and how much it stinks. And now they're adding stains in the new visual. Like how you skip ahead like 15 seconds and most people are doing their reads. Ours is just getting through like our initial like fart jokes before we can actually start the actual podcast. Yeah, dude, we just got to get them out of our system. So that way when we, we like are pitching facts and knowledge over here, mm-hmm. we're taken seriously. Exactly. And so you, you could just want to damage the credibility immediately and then build it right back up. Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit of oil and vinegar situation here. That's what we're trying to do. <laughs> and then and then the, the Reds news is just the French bread that you're dipping in, <laughs> swirling yeah, yeah. it around. You mm-hmm. know, it's the good stuff. It's How the au jus in there. <laughs> How was your weekend? It was pretty good, man. Uh, I went to the Commonwealth Sanctuary in Dayton, Kentucky. That was awesome. If you guys have not been there yet, uh, you got to check it out. They're going to have some awesome comics coming up all throughout this year. But I was there. Uh, with friend of the pod, Phil Pointer. Yeah, buddy. Enemy of the pod, John Holmes. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Did you say enemy of the pod? Yeah. <laughs> we got to start having enemies. We need to lay down some lines, and yeah. I feel very confident with that one. He really hates that we do this, because then it's just, he's like, man, they're taking time out of their lives that they could be spending with me. Mm-hmm. So he, he hates it. He's an enemy. <laughs> yeah, no, it was an awesome time. Uh, great turnout. Crowd was so much fun. And then we got to do, uh, everyone had a good set. It was awesome. It's uh, what you want to have. I ran into some uh, friends from high school, a couple, uh, a few that I haven't seen in a bit. One I hadn't seen in a while. And one thing uh, he asked me, he's like, hey, did you know this about me? And he goes, pulls down to his pant leg, pulls it up. He's missing a leg. Oh, shit. Yeah, he uh, got rid of a leg since I'd last seen him. Uh, <laughs> oh, apparently, wow. motorcycle accident, which is, I mean, that fits for this the character of individual sure. that he was. He was just a, a wild guy, r- nice dude, played uh, sports with him. Yeah. But uh, he had like one of those really nice uh, legs. And this, I was selling my <laughs> stickers. It was a great leg, let me tell you, buddy. It was, it was a high price, top shelf, top shelf, carbon shelf. fiber leg. Whoa. Yeah, I know. It had like pistons and everything. It was great. Whoa. Did they have a pool start? It was a remote start? Uh, yeah, it was It was a gas start. Uh, it was like that two thing where you had like an equal mix of oil and gasoline. It was awful indoors. Oh, two-stroke leg. Two-stroke. That's what it was, Dang a two-stroke leg. Uh, but he was wanting to sell stickers, and he was wanting to take the sticker and put it on his carbon fiber leg. 
And yeah. I told him that is amazing, but maybe don't. <laughs> Because that's not the first time actually someone has with a, a fake leg has wanted to put like a sticker of mine like on like there. But like I would feel so bad because it's not like a fucking, you know, if it's on there, that's going to ruin it. It's, an ex- it's the most expensive like leg he has. I don't want it to be get ruined with this sticker. It's like it's it's hilarious now. But in the morning you wake yeah. up like, what the fuck is this monkey sticker on this thing that I had to have like a government subsidized so I can afford this? This is like 10 grand. Well, it's not. It's it might be a fake leg to us, but it's a real leg to him. Yeah. So we'll start there. But again, like, okay, I knew I knew a dude who uh, had a fake leg, and mm-hmm. his whole thing was like he had it painted FCC colors and like oh. was a super fan known as the the FCC gnome. Okay. In the, in the circles you during the USL days, and that was like his whole thing. I guess they just treat their legs like Stanley tumblers. Oh just, yeah, just slapping <laughs> stickers on. Like I just remember the little things in life, except for the big one that I miss it. They say add accessories to it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I bedazzled my carbon fiber leg. <laughs> it's real nice. Got metal straws on the side of it. Yeah. <laughs> when he came up and he pulled up his pants, did you just start singing? Well, I'm half the man mm. I used to be. <laughs> Looked like a magic trick at first. I was like, "Well, man, he got a really skinny leg there." Oh no, that's it's gone. It's gone. <laughs> Man. Cool shoe. Cool shoe. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he was awesome. I'm glad he came out. And he had a great uh, time, dude. Uh, but I'll think about, there was another, the first, just think about another yeah. loss of limb story here. The <laughs> first, the first dude that I knew, and we were, we were kids, like this is probably like first grade going to like an after school program. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was missing a leg from like a little bit below like the knee yeah. down. And so he had like that like plastic kind of fake when he'd slide on and he used to do this where he would take it off and lay down on the ground like <laughs> sprawled out with this leg like way far away and be like ah! <laughs> dude was hilarious that's so great my buddy Corey, who i grew up with he was the best man in our wedding mm-hmm. he is left hand he he's missing all of these mm-hmm. and so what he used to do on the bus when new kids would come on when he was a kid is he'd bring ketchup put it on there put it in the seat crack and be like, oh my god, my hand's stuck. Oh my god. And then pull it and be like, oh my god, what He's happened? A <laughs> he'd always do the thing where like there's somebody he'd like close the door and close it on there and be like, oh my god, oh I've got the cut off of my finger. Like, top shelf gags. Dude, that's great. That's see, <laughs> if you got that, you gotta lean into it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, any type of missing limb vaudeville-like comedy, <laughs> yeah, give it to me every day. Give me those nubs, baby. Give me oh. those silent nubs. Imagine how much funnier Mr. Bean would be if he was missing an arm. Oh, that'd be great. I mean, he does like his finger point thing, but there's just a nub coming at you. <laughs> <laughs> the gas would be even better if he's falling down the stairs and one of the legs goes the other way. It's <laughs> <laughs> just fantastic. Oh, buddy, that's awesome. Yeah, now we're already, already gotten to the conversations about limbs and stuff like that. It's yeah. ne- this is not on paper. This episode doesn't even have a leg to stand on. Hey, hey come on now. I couldn't resist that one. I know we're a little off balance here. Sorry. Hey. All right, come on. That's All right, fantastic. stop. Let's move on to plantar fasciitis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we talked about missing legs, fingers. Uh, we did not talk about. Missing arms in general, so that's the only other thing you could be missing. Very true. And you know what? The Reds do not have a problem with missing arms. <laughs> they don't. Or hands. Abbott. Mm-hmm. There we go. 
Oh, fun stuff! So the show was great. You got to you got to treat a guy's leg like a a, a, a yeti tumbler. Yes, <laughs> it personalized his leg. <laughs> yeah, no, it was a great time. Everyone uh, had fun. Uh, go out support uh, Commonwealth Sanctuary. Yeah, it's Wh- it's the best. What about you? What'd you have? What'd you have going on? Uh, I just got a text. Oh boy. Uh, that's hilarious. From Danny Rocket. Yeah. I guess a frenemy of the pod. Yeah, we'll a, take that. A frenemy, because he has the Cubs podcast. Uh-huh. Cubs Fest was this weekend. Yeah. And they had a panel with Cubs players and, uh, with multiple where they'd have Q&As. And every single one of them said that their least favorite place to play was Cincinnati. Really? Yeah. Why? Did I they give no, a reason? No. He just texted me. I don't know what if there is a reason. Uh, Okay. I feel like there's got to be something. I understand, like, maybe if you aren't familiar with this city, there's not uh, a plethora of things in your face immediately to do. There's so much to do here. Yeah, you just got to kind of know. You got to know which <laughs> which way the stinky river winds and <laughs> how to waddle. Stinky river winds. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, that, I okay, how can you say that playing here is worse than Milwaukee? Yeah, I'd figure Milwaukee, especially too, like uh, early on in the season and towards the end, it's got to be pretty, like the temperature wise, a bit unbearable. Yeah. And we got more stuff to do than Milwaukee, I figure. Well, Milwaukee ha- is a big city. They do have a lot to do. But my thing is base- is basic location. Mm-hmm. When you're at, when you're playing out in Milwaukee, you're like a 20 minute drive from the downtown area. Oh, uh, okay. Unlike with Cincinnati, when you walk out of the ballpark, mm-hmm. Bam, there's all this stuff to do downtown. Yeah. And if you're staying like just I mean, if you're staying like have to stay like on the banks or something, everything you need, I mean, granted, I mean, it's not like the greatest stuff, but you need sure. everything you need is within the a walking uh distance. Also, St. Louis, you walk out of the ballpark, if you go right instead of going left, you're you have a very good percent per, you have a very good chance of getting shot. Yeah. They or struck by a car, yeah. Well, not even struck by a car. They're like they're they're like number one or two in murder rate in the United States. Yeah, uh, and they throw out this vibe where it's just like, oh, it's very happy go lucky, perfect, you know, Pleasantville town. Except if you go over there, it just immediately gets into black and white. <laughs> immediately, it's a little sketchy. Yeah, you could get shot. But then if you go this way and you walk into the ballpark, you can hear the fans scream slurs. Yeah, so- in color. <laughs> In Panavision. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, no, that doesn't make it. I, I guess. I mean, it's easy to shit on Cincinnati, I guess. I, oh, it for sure is. I mean, we get a lot of... I feel like we take a lot of cheap shots with the chili. And also, Cincinnati. It's, it's kind of a fun, you know, uh, punchline word. Cincinnati. <laughs> Yeah. Also, the rivalry too. I think there might have been a bit, bit of bias thrown in there. Oh, of course. I mean, that rivalry is pretty heavy, and like, I mean, I think it goes back to like a Eugenio calling it out and being like at every Reds fest or any Q and A, just being like, "I hate the car. I hate the Cubs. I yeah. want to beat the Cubs. <laughs> I fucking hate the Cubs." And it's like, yeah, dude. This is what we need more of. Yeah, exactly. So that could be what's percolating through their clubhouse. So I mean, whatever. I welcome it. <laughs> yeah, I'm on board. I'm on board. So, uh, well, now we just need to find a way when the Cubs come here, we make it even more uncomfortable for them to stay. Okay, we can do that. We yeah. should start up some uh, bed bugs. We'll get like a new, <laughs> a new strain of bed bugs happening, and we'll get them uh, ready for. We'll just find out wherever they're sleeping and whatever okay. hotel we'll go there. 
Okay, we can do that. I can tell you off air where that is. Okay, that's fine. Great. <laughs> Give them fiberglass sheets. You make it real <laughs> so, unpleasant. Speaking of unpleasant, uh, a couple months ago, I bought some stink bombs on Amazon. For real? Yeah. I got about 20 stink bombs in my office. Yeah. Yeah, the little glass ones. <laughs> what's what's going to happen? Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> or am I going to find out? You're not going to find out. I'm not going to take them, bring them down here to the fart dungeon. Okay, just, it's a waste. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not trying to match the aesthetic we're building here. Yeah, that's just going to make it smell a little bit better. Yeah, the ambiance and vibes. It's going to throw off the pH. That's all that's going to happen. You know what will actually happen is all those stains will start to melt right off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll just treat it like it's uh, like it's a uh, paint thinner uh, or a primer. I don't know. I own a house. I don't know how to do shit. So oh, I bought these stink bombs because my buddy Graham uh, moved in, like, he moved in a couple blocks away from me. Okay. And around the corner from us, uh, about... Like a fourth of a mile is Planned Parenthood. Okay. Okay. And no, it's we're not far right <laughs> chucking them. At, I was gonna say, am I ready to find out something real <laughs> hurtful? Yeah. <laughs> no, we're not gonna be chucking them at the ladies going in to just get an STI check. Okay. Mm. More progressive. So there's people that always stand out front with signs and then heckle and all of that stuff. All right. So we were thinking, you know, like, well, we can't just like throw stuff at them yeah you can't just go by with water balloons you can't be we to fix a very hot topic in our country our plan was to drop stink bombs go the old factory route oh exactly go go like you know how would a nine-year-old solve this problem follow your nose man follow your nose make them barf yeah i mean if they're behaving like children might as well you know apply a similar sort of tactic exactly you know, they're they're pro-life, and I'm pro-leaving them alone. Yeah. I just want you to experience all of life, especially your sense of smell. Yeah. <laughs> and sulfur. And sulfur. All the sulfur. So our plan was I would go up and then get, like, a, one of those, like, reusable grocery bags and then put a bunch of sandwiches in there. Oh. And be like, hey, you know, we're all for the cause. You're doing... The Lord's work. Yeah. And then, like, drop the bag. Oh. And at the bottom, have there be stink bombs. There you go. That would just go off. I love it. And then they would try to eat the sandwiches. Also be a stinky Sammy. Yeah. Not great. And I couldn't be like, no, there's just some weird cheese on. No, no, no. I can't <laughs> fucking do that. So uh, I, well, that's what we were going to do. Right? Okay. And then I looked it up. Um, if it... Using a stink bomb on someone in the state of Ohio is third degree assault. Holy Toledo. Yep. <laughs> Holy Toledo, Ohio. <laughs> Holy Toledo, Ohio. You can't make them stinky. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, we are just south of the river here, so I wonder if it's legal in Kentucky. I mean, there's, I doubt if I know of any. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there is a Planned Parenthood in like Covington or Newport. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I mean, there might be uh, <laughs> some place down by a creek. Where <laughs> no, that's where they have to do them. Yeah, the that's creek, where they are now. Because of the law. Because of all the uh, Christians. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you know how Jesus liked to help and support people and mm -hmm. be there for the poor. But actually, it says if there's a lady who wants, who made a mistake, she can't correct it because it's a no-no. Yeah, but you can yell at them all you want. All you want. Because, you know, that's actually what Jesus did. Mm -hmm. When he walked by the prostitutes, he'd be like, nom, 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 nom. Yeah, he definitely didn't wash their feet or anything. No, 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 no. He wouldn't do that. That's not Christ-like. What Christ would want you to do is to yell at them and then evade the government, not pay your taxes. Yeah. 
and and then start an LLC. That's yeah. a, that's what Jesus would want you to do. Jesus wants you to be a better businessman and have four starter homes. <laughs> yeah. To then turn into eight starter homes. Yes. And not have to work a day in your life because Jesus. Ran Airbnbs. Did you know that? Yes, he was. He was very poor in spirit, uh, <laughs> but he did own a lot of stock in Spirit Airlines. He was a venture capitalist. Venture gang. capitalist for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, that sounds like fun. I definitely yeah. want to hear more about that if it's possible. Oh, we can definitely go a different route and talk no. more about it off the air. Any uh, non-incriminating things? No, 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 no. I'll incriminate myself gladly because mm-hmm. then if I get caught, I think it's like it's a tick. It's like a it's like a third degree assault. It's like a misdemeanor or some shit. It wouldn't. It'd be a payout ticket. It might be worth it. I don't know. Because, like, dude, when I, like, even just, like, walk, people walking their dog walking by, they're, like, yelling at these people. It's so obnoxious. It's stupid. It's, like, there are, like, retirees up there. So it's, like, people who have worked all their lives. And then they're, like, okay, well, I've saved up money. Now I can do whatever I want. I'm going to go hold up a sign of an aborted fetus <laughs> and shame people as they go in when they're just like, I'm just trying to get it. I'm just trying to get rid of this UTI. Yeah, I'm going to yell at this underage child who's going <laughs> through the most difficult thing in her life. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. It's so funny. Uh, well, there, was, uh, there was someone, you will appreciate this. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone was holding up a sign as we went by, or Alicia was walking by, and it said, uh, and we had a picture of the aborted fetus, and then it said, "This baby never lived, laughed, or loved." Oh no way! <laughs> that needs to be a T-shirt. <laughs> Could you imagine showing like a pro-life rally with a dead fetus? Never lived, laughed, or loved. <laughs> and then it's just the aborted fetus holding a Stanley tumbler. Ah, <laughs> Stanley tumbler, aborted fetus. Live, laugh, love. Oh, that's got to happen. That's great. Market. We did it. This is, uh, I think this is probably the first ever Cincinnati Reds focused podcast. Who <laughs> is talking about stink bombing protesters in front of Planned Parenthood. And then making t-shirts to commemorate it with uh, an aborted fetus holding a Stanley cup. A Stanley tumbler. Where else are you going to go for this content? No, yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, boy. So, yeah, that's, uh, so yeah, I have stink bombs, so... That's good to know. Keep that in the back burner. Yeah, you know, something always. Yeah, so that's how we'll get the cubs. We'll get those motherfuckers. Yeah, exactly. They'll make it. We'll hate it even worse. So they will with the stink bombs and and probably all the Planned Parenthood people shouting. Yeah. It's also why I cut off most of my hair. Yeah, that's why. Just so I can get incognitus. Ah, okay. I <laughs> yeah. gotcha. Yeah. No, I was tired of editing these clips and then trying to be like, oh, we're gonna oh, promote a new think- shirt. And it was like, my hair was all the way down to here, covering up the top of the, the, yeah, the shirt. Yeah, I, I didn't even notice. You got some uh, inches taken off here. I did. I got four billies taken off right Ooh, here. Good girl. Yeah, eight inches. Looks nice. Thank <laughs> you. I went in and I told the barber, I was like, hey, I cut my hair. I want it shorter length, but don't make me look like Lord Farquaad. <laughs> and he was like, all right. I was like, great. He's going to make me look like Lord Farquaad. Yeah. He did. Nope. Instead, just Shrek. Just Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is Shrek who still gets the paper version of the Rolling Stone. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, and I saw, uh, I didn't watch it, but it was a little too late. Uh, there was, uh, on Netflix, I was scrolling through, and for the seasonal, it had uh, Shrek the Halls. Oh, yeah. Uh, all Shrek Marathon. Yeah, <laughs> I was, like, buddy. I saw it a little too late, but uh, just throwing it out there. <laughs> that, that, exists. that exists. Shrek the Halls. Shrek, did you also see, uh, you know about the, you know about Shrek raves, right? No. 
What? No, I don't know about Shrek. You don't know about Shrek Rays? Who knows about Shrek Rays? I know about Shrek Rays. Okay, lay okay. it on me. So their venue, you go to a music venue, so Bogarts does this, mm -hmm. and uh, what they do is they have someone who's a DJ, right, obviously, and then there's just Shrek clips playing in the background, and they remix all of the songs from all the Shrek movies and turn it into a giant rave. People dress up like Shrek, Donkey, Fiona. Oh, dude, man, when they hit All-Star, it's got to go insane. Oh, dude, imagine that drop. Yeah. Oh, I can't even do it because I'm just so excited. Yeah, they. Uh, I think there's a Shrek rave coming up in March. Oh, man, that'd be awesome. Yeah. So get on out there, all you Pat Benatar fans. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, she's a uh, Pat Benatar. She's, uh, what is it? I don't give a damn about my oh. reputation. Yeah, that's 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 on me. Okay, I should. I, I whenever I think of Shrek, I think of uh, Smash Mouth and Leonard Cohen. <laughs> it's the only time those two Venn diagrams are right on top of each other. Mm -hmm. Where it's like, how oh, how's this work? Oh, there Shrek. we go. Got so, it. So that sounds like fun. It's kind of like a Santa Con. Oh, there's got to be Shrek cons. Right? Oh, oh, there's a there's a giant Shrek con in in Wisconsin. Why do I just know this? <laughs> For all oh, your Shrek trivia. Oh, dude, I'm a Shrek fanatic. <laughs> I think so. Uh, Shrek Meister, if you will. Uh, it's the world's largest Shrek. Meetup. You're a Shrekophile. You're <laughs> Shrek. He's a real Shrekophile. Real Shrekophile. I gotta warn people when I move in. <laughs> so. And uh, what they do is then they have multiple competitions like Best Dress Shrek, Best Dress Fiona, Best uh, Ogre Yell. Oh, that's cool. The get Out of My Swamp. Yeah. Stinkiest Feet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Biggest Onion. <laughs> Biggest Onion. Onion with the most amount of layers. Weirdest Ears. Yeah. All right. I'll find you some of those clips. They're out there of these of these, these Shrekianatos. <laughs> that one's just like Eddie Murphy contest. It's just Eddie Murphy. <laughs> just Eddie Murphy, who has the tightest leather suit from Raw. <laughs> They just get away from Shrek. Yeah, it's all, it just becomes more and more Eddie Murphy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> who, can, uh, who can communicate with animals? Yeah, oh, who has got the most accurate Norbit costume? Who has the best laugh? Let's <laughs> <laughs> do the Eddie Murphy laugh. I'm down. I'm in. So yeah, we'll uh, I'll check the dates and I'll send you some clips and maybe you know we could do a live pod from the largest Shrek con in the country. I love it. Or world, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. But. Um, uh, I'm trying to transition out of that right into this to this next topic, yeah. but it's very hard to do off the top of the head. I'll tell you, you won't be at the Shrek Con this summer. You don't know that. <laughs> I'm going to prevent you. Damn it. <laughs> how, how can you say that? You're in good confidence. Because I'm hoping that it's he's pitching for the Reds this summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're really, man. You really fucked me there. I know. I left you in a swamp. God, oh, oh get out of a swamp. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, this transition has many layers. Yes, it does. <laughs> they make you cry. All right. Mm. Well, you guys probably know who we're talking about here. Here we go. The Reds made a surprise move last week. They said they were done spending money. They said, you know what? No more major signings. Then they go out and sign lefty reliever Brent Suter. Yeah, that's really cool. It's so exciting. They said they were done with major signings. And they went out and they signed a guy to a one-year, $3 million deal. And I believe that there is a team option for the second year, if I am correct. I might be wrong. Yeah, I was really uh, excited and surprised. One, because when they say they're done spending, like I for sure believed them. But the fact that they're still going out and opening up the pocketbook and it's a lefty arm, that's really dope. So they keep adding to uh, what was their biggest deficit of last season. So, I mean, if you're a Reds fan, this is uh, – I mean, I can't view this uh, any other way as other than exciting. Yeah, extremely exciting. So it's a one-year deal. 
three million bucks. And then uh, in, yeah, okay, that's what I thought. One year worth $3 million guaranteed. Deal will pay Suter $2.5 million in 2024 and includes a $3.5 million club option for 25 with a $500,000 buyout. So which means no matter what, he'll be getting $3 million. And I'm with you. When you said that they think they're done, we're like, we were talking like last week, like dollar scratch-off tickets, mm-hmm. $1, $5 scratchies, you know, and being like, all right, minor league camp, minor league invitee to big league camp. Like, this is all it'll be. We're done here. Mm-hmm. And they go out and guarantee a guy $3 million. Yeah, that's uh, completely unexpected. Really stoked for it. And you think about, like, how uh, precious the commodity of arms were uh, for the Reds last season. How many people they had to call up just for, like, a quick stint. Go, you know, drive up 75 and back down because uh, we're, we're just depleted. So, I mean, this, this is great. It's huge. And it's another lefty out of the pen. Mm-hmm. Considering last year we traded for Sam Mall. And then before Sam Mall, the Reds only had Alex Young. Yeah, there really wasn't too many lefty arms in the, the bullpen at all. Yeah, and so now you're saying at at you know, at, right now there are three lefties in the Reds bullpen. Mm-hmm. A massive glaring hole when they were building this bullpen that far exceeded expectations and held their own for such a long time. Yeah. If you looked at it on paper statistically average or sometimes you know below average compared to everybody else in the league but if you looked at how many innings they pitched and who was doing it it was impressive and the only thing that they were really missing that we were thinking of that they would fix would be a lefty i didn't expect them to spend this type of money no definitely didn't uh came out it came out of left field some might say oh i know i know it's so stupid i'm gonna get out of here (laughs) No, but but I'm stoked about it. It seems like they're uh, and you got some stuff written down here about this. Uh, they're strategically spending the money here because the way uh, this guy's stuff, way his uh, suitors uh, pitches play, could do well at GABP. I think that he is a perfect fit. Um, a lot of percentages from last year or percentiles, excuse me, a lot of percentiles according to Baseball Savant. Uh, there were a few that were standing out that have him in the 85th percentile or better. Um, the ones that stood out, average exit velocity, 100th percentile in a class of his own. Barrel percentage, 97th percentile. And hard hit percentage, 99th percentile. What does that all mean if you don't speak analytics? That means no one's hitting the ball hard. No one's squaring it up. And no one, again, is hitting it hard. It is basically all of the things that you need to be a reliever at Great American Ballpark in one package. Absolutely. And this will be great to let uh, you know the good defense play behind them. So I think this is a very uh, quality ad. It's a huge ad. I mean, this and, and the fact that it's soft. It's all soft. That is exactly what you need. The guy does it in a repertoire of a four-seamer and sinker, which he splits half, you know, mm-hmm. 30% one time, 30% the other time with other, uh, the other pitchers, the other pitches. And then he throws a changeup and a slider, used to throw a curveball, but then when curveballs went out of style, uh, probably around, you know, uh, 2021, when they kind of got rid of the, a lot of pitchers started getting rid of their curveball and either introducing a slider or trying to develop a sweeper, he already had that slider and changed the shape of it. So, um, and a lot of it, you know, he has a very funky delivery. Mm-hmm. He's got a lot, it goes all the way up, comes all the way back around, and then it's just really long and extends, which is so interesting because, like, he holds onto the ball for a while, which makes it even more harder for anyone to track or to hit what he's throwing. And since it's spinning as fast as it is, it's not fast, it's spinning, mm-hmm. 
even more difficult. And considering when you would go from him, from, say, someone like Graham Ashcraft yeah. or Hunter Green, who's throwing 100, 105, and then it's like, all right, here's a lefty who's whose average fastball was 80, hold on, I think it was like 87 miles per hour, I want to say. 87.1 miles per hour. Yeah, just even trying to pick up on that release point is going to be a bit funky. And yeah, like you just said, having a pitcher like Hunter Green, when you're seeing uh, you know seeds being thrown in at 100 miles an hour, and all of a sudden you got something that drops you know, about 20 miles and then you got to figure out just even how to pick up the ball. This is, I mean, that's going to be a great shift. So I, I do really like that. So I'm not concerned about uh, that, you know, his mile per hour, not, you know, top it out too heavy. No, that doesn't matter at all. Yeah. And he, he's also going to be a guy where you're like, this is the second left you deploy. You know, mm -hmm. like there's your depth because Sam Maul is your high leverage lefty. And then you go, who's right behind that? Suter. So that's a really big help. Because then it also bumps down Alex Young to that third spot right. of lefties who can come out of the pen. And like Alex Young a lot, but he was inconsistent last year and also got hurt. So, I mean, everyone's going to get hurt. I mean, Brent Suter was on the IL for three weeks. So with a, a oblique strain. Like, it happens. But you can depend on this guy whose career ERA is sub is uh, 3.84. And that's between starting and relieving. Mm -hmm. You know what he's going to give you. Whereas Alex Young, where you were like, you know, he still has three years arbitration left. He's in his early 30s. He's, he's bounced around from club to club. The Reds unlocked something in him. But you are getting a known quantity when this guy walks through the door and goes out of the swinging gates in the bullpen. Yeah, I dig it. I dig it a whole lot. Um also, one of the things that's interesting, I, I, I'm just so excited that this is this is now shifted for the Reds in the front office. Mm -hmm. This is shifted from a, this would be a major signing during the rebuild years. This would be a major signing last season or 2022. Yeah. And now this is just a, this is business per usual for the Reds. This is a, what they consider a minor signing. That's awesome. What they did last year is they completely elevated the floor to now this sort of signing where, as you said, it would have been a big deal. Now it's just par for course moving <laughs> forward. So now it's just, it feels like we're a lot more on the offensive with these signings. Yeah. You know? And keeping up with keeping up with the Joneses in the division, like St. Louis going and rebuilding their entire starting rotation. Yeah. And them saying they're done, but they're done with their starting rotation. Who knows what they're going to do with their bullpen and who else they're going to add. And same with the Cubs. The Cubs aren't even close to being done, especially with signing Iwamaga. And Cody Bellinger's still available, and Josh Hader. It's like, if you want to keep up with this division and you create this window and you do a full rebuild, and now it's your time to compete and you believe it's now, these little, these, these, these what used to be big things have to become extremely little. Yeah. You got to go at least tit for tat for everyone in the division. Exactly. And this gives me so much hope for moving forward, too. So and and especially if they're viewing it like this, that means they might pull the trigger on something bigger at the trade deadline. Mm -hmm. If there are problems that they know and they foresee, um, what's really cool too, Brent Suter finally gets to play for the Reds after playing his high school baseball here for Moeller, and I went to middle school with him. Pretty cool. It was cool. cool yeah. Guy. 
Mm -hmm. It's crazy. We're the same age, and he's a professional athlete, and I am not. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, it's wild looking at people's ages now. Oh, goodness yeah. gracious. Where it's like, man, this guy's a sturdy veteran. And I'm like, well, I'm sturdy. <laughs> I'm two years older than him. <laughs> this grizzled old veteran. <laughs> I think he's like three months old, four months older than No, he's like seven months older than me. But, yeah. Um, so one thing I also like... Uh, about him is that he is a funny dude. Really? He has some clips. He has his nickname that was given to him when he was with the Brewers was the Velociraptor. Okay. And he would go around the clubhouse and go, <laughs> just go up to people. He would crash interviews. Oh, really? Yeah. Like he's a and he's he's a great interview. So, Love it. So uh, I'll have to send you some stuff so you can hear it. But he's he's great. Um, also, uh, used to be a starter. Like who knows if if the Reds are in a pinch again. Be like, do you want to stretch out and try this again? And you, I, I would say no. I'm, I'm, I'm hungry. But he's a professional athlete. Yeah, yeah. I'm a Velociraptor. Let me do it. <laughs> the Velociraptor in Redzilla. Ooh, that's dangerous, buddy boy. I'm in. So, uh, one thing that was interesting uh, about someone who the Reds signed that is a weak contact ground ball machine like Brent Suter. Another weak tosser. Well, not really a weak tosser. A ground ball guy got signed. Marcus Stroman, two years, $37 million to the Yankees. That's a bit surprising. Who would have thought? I know, considering, uh, well, his history on uh, social media with them. But, Billy, you're a bit more... Uh you know what's going on here, oh, Stroman. Oh, yeah, 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 you talk to Stroman more than what I do. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah <laughs> you got friends. it. Yeah, we're friends. Um, dude, he's he been calling out the Yankees on Twitter for years. Because, mm. you know, he started in Toronto, then went to the Mets, and then Chicago. And so, like, you know, being neighbors with the Mets, you know, he'd call them out. And, like, one of the things that he tweeted was, Yankees have – this is in uh, – this is on uh, November 16th, 2021 – Yankees haven't won a World Series since 2009. They routinely, routine, motherfucker. This is all Marcus Stroman's misspellings. He's just quoting verbatim. Yeah, thank you for. <laughs> Don't worry, I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is that, all in there too. Yeah, this is crazy. How this is such a tweet. Mm. Yankees haven't won a World Series since 2009. They routine, routinely spend more than other team. I swear to God, that's what it says. They routinely does, yeah. send more than other team and acquire the biggest names at, at every trade deadline. They spend the. The way they spend and players they get should result in much more progress, much more success than they've had. You don't agree? Little shit stir. Little, little guy getting after it here. And then uh, uh, Jared Krabbis said, I have a take. Marcus Stroman is going to be the steal of the offseason. Teams that need a, have a need for pitching and don't bid on him are going to wish they did. This is October 21st, 2020. Marcus responded. Um, because Jared tweeted Brian Cashman direct quotes that said, quote, he's not a difference maker and quote, he's never going to forget that. Mm. Pretty crazy. And then Stroman says, besides Cole, there's no current Yankee pitcher who will be anywhere in my league over the next five to seven years. Their pitching always folds in the end. That lineup and payroll should be winning World Series left and right. Yet they're in a drought. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> 
It was funny because like even like even though it was a little dicey, his initial statement, he still was playing the line like maybe he's just being devil's advocate, and it's like, nope, all in, fuck them. <laughs> I'm better than all of them. I'm better at I- least five to seven years. <laughs> five to seven. This is gonna be my peak, and then and then this is when he just hangs it and leaves it all on the table. This tweet will continue to age unbelievably well. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so what's great is that was October twenty first, twenty twenty. Is the coal the coal statement right? Okay. Then he follows it up by saying this tweet will continue to age unbelievably well lol shoulder shrug november 9th is that a nine or an eight yeah november 9th 2021 mm. motherfucker went back over a year and was like i want to stir the pot again yeah why not i'm i'm like dude mlb needs more shit stirs like this yeah, in a quality way to where it's not... Uh, I mean, there's some people there that are really egregious and obnoxious with it, but like a little bit like this. Come on, it's just the off-season, baby. Yeah, he's just doing a little trolling, mm-hmm. you know, just trying to amp up, you know. Maybe that's somehow some that some dudes need to motivate themselves that way. Yeah. So that way, when they're like pumped up, they'd be like, so what were you thinking about out there? And he's like, I got receipts. Yeah, if I fail here, you guys are going to you know dog me for the rest of my career. So yeah, I mean, some people probably do use this as like a little benchmark motivation. Yeah. Or it could just be like a, a good uh, business strategy of being able to get like your future employer just like, you know, like, well, hey, what's your take on this? Now you have to have, you know, <laughs> now, now you're in the conversation. Now you're, yeah, exactly. 100%. And he inserted himself in that conversation by yeah. saying, I want to pitch for the Yankees. Mm-hmm. As a man who is from Long Island, mm-hmm. sure makes sense to be like, I'd like to go pitch for the Yankees. I've already pitched for the Mets. Why not Yeah, go across town? And go go hurl for the Yankees. Mm-hmm. They could use a guy like me. And guess what? They were like, "Yeah, we could probably do that. We should probably do that." And he's like, "Sure, here we go. Two mm-hmm. years, thirty-seven million, with a uh, vesting option in twenty twenty-six. Where uh, that'd become an eighteen million dollar player option if he reaches one hundred and forty innings in twenty twenty-five. So cool. Pretty pretty interesting. Um." Would you have done that deal if you were the Reds? I mean, I know I get this answer a lot, but because it's not my money, it's very easy for me to say uh, yes. But for Strowman, I don't think I, I would have just because, one, I think that money-wise, we're going to be a bit more particular about how we're diversifying the funds that we're using because we need. I, I think we need more of a quantity of arms Yeah, uh, as well as I think I'd rather – between personalities, between a Strowman who's uh, kind of showing to be a shitster versus having someone that's a, a fun Velociraptor, I think we need more Velociraptor energy in our clubhouse. Nothing against Strowman, but I just think uh, he's a better fit for the Yankees than the Reds. I agree. And I don't think if, like, I don't think that the, that number would have been on the table for the Reds. No. Because he opted out of a $21 million deal with the Cubs. And then he took, you know, two years, 37 to go play for the Yankees. I don't think, I mean, that just doesn't translate. I understand that, you know, Yankee Stadium is as homer friendly as Great American Ballpark, but you're still pitching in New York City. Mm-hmm. You're pitching close to, to your childhood home. There's a lot of variables in there that make me think, all right, well, that's why he went and did it. And he's pitching for a team where he talked so much shit. Mm-hmm. And then they went out and traded for one Soto in the offseason. And he's like, I could be one. I could be the missing piece. You don't have. And considering he's gonna be playing with Juan Soto after mocking him, yeah, last season, 
How fun is that? I used to be pretty cool, you know. And he was even calling out the Yankees. He's like, "Yeah, like you said, maybe I am the missing piece." So, and it's also like uh, playing for the Yankees. That's I mean, that's a feather in your cap. You know, everyone knows people across the the world know who the Yankees are. So, well, and also he tweeted a photo of him as a kid wearing a Yankees jersey. Hmm. You know, that's like that cool shit. Like when they signed Garrett Cole, like they were posting photos of him wearing his Yankees gear, being there for the World Series in 1998. Like. The kind of stuff where you're like, man, baseball's so cool. Yeah, it's tough to battle nostalgia, you know, so yeah. I can understand why the Yankees have a bit more of an allure for yeah. him. Well, and also just achieving your dreams, you know, as a kid. Like, if you have a childhood dream of playing professional baseball and you want to play for your team that you root for and you watch, mm-hmm. it's pretty cool that he gets to go do it. I, uh... Just get to talk about how I fart in your basement. It's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. It's not bad. <laughs> and talk about the team that uh, I like to watch because this was the year. This was it. 2024. I decided it's never going to happen. I'm not going to be an athlete. So <laughs> This is the year we, we really had to talk to him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this, I'm actually living my uh, fantasies here. This is what I wanted as a child. I wanted to be in a basement talking about Reds baseball <laughs> yeah. with, with me, uh, me and my fat buddy. <laughs> Just, just, just throwing farts around here. That's all we're doing. Throwing farts and who just who just this year decided is not going to be a professional athlete. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Took 34 years. Mm-hmm. We did it. It's not happening. No, it's not. But these guys are. And uh, Stroman's a great fit. I mean, he's his profile is similar to Nestor Cortez. Soft contact, a lot of ground balls. I think he's going to have some he's, – I mean, he's normally durable. Last year was a little bit of a of – a, a, miss, a misstep for him, but mm-hmm. de- durable, dependable, makes, you know, 95% of his career starts. That's that's exactly what the Yankees need after Rod- Rodon went down and Nestor went down and, like, just injury after injury for that that starting rotation. Uh, mm-hmm. They needed someone they could bank on, and that's, that's someone that Stroman is trying to get back to. So... I'm happy for them, uh, and I'm happy for him. He gets to go do that and all mm-hmm. that fun stuff. Uh, we also had, this was a fun little period, as always. It's like it's like you, you, you take this clip here, you take this information, you put it into a time capsule, and you bury it in the backyard for about two to four years. Because mm-hmm. the International Signing Day was today, Monday, January 15th. It was today, and the Reds... Made some moves. Mm-hmm. Red signed about 13 folks out of uh, uh, Carousel, Venezuela, Dominican Republic. But there were two that stood out above the rest. Um, number one being Adolfo Sanchez, who, according to MLB Pipeline, fifth best international prospect. Pretty rad. Really rad. And they came to terms with this dude. 17-year-old, 6'2 center fielder. Uh, guy has an above-average hit tool. Guy can smack. Guy can hit doubles. Guy can hit homers. Already at 17 years old. That's pretty cool. And so we'll see how that develops and tracks, you know, over a handful of years here. Yeah. Now, uh, according to Doug Gray, they, you know, they he said that he could probably, you know, as, as, as he gets older and puts on more mass, becomes true athletes like us. I'm back on, baby. True, true. I'm going to be a pro athlete this year. <laughs> uh, he puts on more weight, becomes, you know, grows into his frame. He could shift from center field to right or left field. Uh, he has a pretty swing. Have you seen it? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's not. It's just long. It's not long. It's like it. It seems like it's long, but it's just the way his barrel moves through the zone and then he snaps back. It's real slick and pretty. Oh 
buddy, it's 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 creamy. <laughs> it's a creamy swing. A very creamy swing there. Yeah, no, yeah. it's really fun getting to watch like some like seeing the clips of like some of these younger prospects, you know, and just talking about these names. Like I remember watching like uh videos of, like Bryce Harper when he's in high school yeah. and just seeing like these things come to fruition or like Ellie De La Cruz. Yeah. So yeah, this is something where we're gonna see uh, reap the benefits of it some years from now. But it's a mystery thing. We don't know who's going to you know prosper out of this bunch. But there's a handful of uh, good ones. Yeah, um, and then the other one. Uh, so that guy was fifth according to MLB Pipeline. Then they signed Nabel Mariano, seventeen-year-old shortstop who's forty-second according to MLB Pipeline. Um, guy has more power than contact according to Doug Gray of Reds minor leagues. He can also play shortstop, but again, if he you know thickens up, he can play move over to third and play it at an average to an above average level. So then we just talked about these two. We close the time capsule. We bury it in the backyard, and we'll open it back up in three years and see where these boys are. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, they contribute for the Reds. If not, you know, it's still. I mean, it's pretty impressive. The their international signings have. You know, they consistently hit. I feel like every year we're getting a new guy coming up from being like, oh, yeah, they signed him in 2018. Yeah, they have good rapport going on with uh, their international uh, group of people that they have working there because they do tend to produce a lot of quality uh, players. Sure. I mean, last year it was Ellie, and then the year before that it was Alexis Diaz. So if you can have, you know, turning one, you know, you can have a superstar or, you know, an elite level pitcher or hitter. Fielder, whatever you may, yeah, whatever, whatever you want to roll with them with. If you can take one of those dudes every year, yeah, every year have a lock. That's that's impressive. That's a great streak. Yeah, because so many of these dudes just don't turn out. So uh, there's there's one dude who got signed, uh, and he's a dude. He's a dude. Vladdy Miguel Guerrero, the son of Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and the half brother of Vladdy Jr. This dude is 16 years old. He looks like he's 36 years old. He's there with his dad holding up his jersey, and it looks like he is the security guard for his father. <laughs> like, he looks like he's a tough look at 16. That is, that's impressive. That's nuts. And the, looking at him in the busting out of the white linen, sunglasses inside at a photo shoot to hold up your jersey. Dude, that's some confidence right there. He's got a little drip coming down there, too. Double chains. He looks like he cruises around Sandals Resorts and tries to change Cougar's lives. I can see that. Yeah, he knows his way around a cabana. Yeah, he's like, I saw 90 Day Fiance. Let's make moves. (laughs) I got my penicillin. Let's make the rounds. (laughs) Rubber up. Have you seen my muscles? (laughs) I just flex my, my chest, and then I just, bam. Guess what? There goes gonorrhea. Bam. Herpes. Yeah, at least in this photo, dude looks like a unit. So dude, guy looks like he fox. He better. He's he's so cool. <laughs> he just he looks like the uh, he, he doesn't look like Vladdy's son. He looks more like like Lawrence Fishburne's cool son. Yeah, and he's got like these Matrix two thousand <laughs> era Vlad. shades on. He does look like a build a character in a video game. Yeah, you're just making him just like the coolest dude. Yeah, this is like twenty twenty four Luke Cage. Like yeah. this is what they're using to reskin from the next Mortal Kombat game. He is very cool. Am I thinking of Luke Cage? Am I thinking of the right guy? The guy who's uh, the buff black dude in Mortal oh, Kombat. Oh, uh, the Johnny Cage was the one I think you were saying, but the other one is 
no, it's Luke Cage, is right? Is it Luke Cage? Luke Cage is the... I don't know. My phone's recording. I, look, as a baseball podcast making video game fighting references... Yeah, Luke Cage. Okay, Luke Cage is the comic book. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was kind of right by saying Luke Cage. Yep. I think Johnny Cage is from... Um, Mortal, Mortal Kombat. Kombat. Yeah. And then we think of the guy with the metal arm. Yes. That's okay. Uh, and then that's Mortal who is Kombat. Metal arm from M- Mortal Kombat. More. <laughs> God, you got this. There it is. There it is. Nailed it. And we're thinking of and it's ah, Jax. Vladimir Guerrero. <laughs> Jax. That's yeah. Yeah. He's definitely Jax or or Luke Cage. Either one. He looks like he could beat both of our asses with just one sneeze. Yeah, he looks like he can beat Jax and uh Johnny Cage's ass. That's what he looks like. <laughs> I love when people also ask, how did Jax get his metal arms? <laughs> right underneath. Who originally ripped off Jack's arms? <laughs> what happened to his arms? What happened to his arms? How did he lose his eye? Okay, we started off the episode talking about my buddy who lost his leg. Now yeah. we're on to arms. This is perfect. This is a great, well, a great segue here. It's a wonderful segue into into <laughs> our our our, our uh, oh, actually, with our last subject of the, of the evening, um, Fanduel, fucking Fanduel, Fanduel dropped their. Uh, season win totals for mm-hmm. each team and their odds for division winners. The Reds for the season, their win total is at 81 and a half. Are you taking the over or the under? Man, they're going to win over. I'm with you. They're going to win more than 81 and a half games. If they won 82 games last year with Lion Richardson, Connor Phillips, starting games not ready for the majors i'm not discrediting their talent and what they could be but Mm. i'm saying that lion richardson started a game for the cincinnati reds the season ended and then went to arizona playing rookie ball Mm. if you have replaced that you've replaced will myers dude you don't have luis sesa starting the season for you in the rotation you're telling me 81 and a half? I'm going like 86, 87, but we'll do that later Okay. in the year. But I'm taking the over at 81 and a half. Same. Same. Now, here's where it gets disrespectful. To win the division, the Reds are at plus 400, where they have, in order, Cardinals, Cubs, Brewers, Reds, and then in last at plus 2,500, the Pirates. Yeah, where are they getting these numbers from? This seems ridiculous. Were you watching the same teams we were? I don't think so. They're also probably thinking to themselves, well, the Cubs aren't done spending. I can see that. But the Cardinals, like, do you you really think that Lance Lynn is what put them over the top to go from last in the division to first? Yeah, I don't see where that's coming from. That's just like that old thought of like, oh, the Cardinals, they'll be good. <laughs> yeah, this, they're, they're banking on the St. Louis devil magic. Yeah. We can't count them out for so long. Yeah, a bunch of old heads making these uh, numbers here. Dude, there's so many things that have to go right for the Cardinals. Yeah, I just don't think like it's very disrespectful. They don't believe that the Reds are going to be as good as what they are and weren't as good as what they were last year. And they're still just remembering a different Cardinals team. This is not that division anymore, at least not for the foreseeable future. No. Ever since Yadier Molina retired, they're not going to be the same team. Mm. Suppose he's coming in in like a bench role, which that's kind of scary to help with the culture. But overall, like 
Dude, you're 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 telling me that all that even the Brewers are going to have a better record. That's nuts. I mean, I can see them saying the Brewers just based upon last season, but then again, it's just like, well, then if you're basing upon last season, how the hell are you putting the Cardinals and the Cubs right above the Reds? Also, the Brewers haven't done shit. They've just gotten worse. Yeah, so I'm not sure how they're they're making these numbers up here, but uh, it just doesn't seem to hold weight to, or be attached to reality. No, it's silly. It's foolish. And if I were if I were someone, I would go and take those odds now before anything else changes. Think we should? Oh, I'm going to when I get home. Yeah. Okay. I'm telling you, I'm a, I, you know what? I think I might put the mortgage on it. That's what I'll do. I don't see why not. Don't see why not. Not my money. It's responsible. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, let's round third and head for home. Shall we? Let's do it. What do you got? Um, let's see. Uh, let me just plug the... We'll, we'll plug uh, Future Science. It's going to be uh, in March, at the end of March. Um, we'll have a date on that. I believe it's March 24th, but we're going to start working towards doing uh, bringing that show back. So, guys, coming out to, to Motor for future science going to try to start doing that every month also we'll say thank you to all the dodgers fans uh who climbing in the comments just being total winners we really appreciate you guys watching yeah we really appreciate it. thanks for the hate watch and giving us numbers and just making you mad mm. oh what was really fun was that guy who commented on our trevor bauer clip mm. he said that we were both fat and stupid mm -hmm. and that we didn't know what we were talking about i will accept being fat I will accept being stupid. Mm. But if there's one thing I know, I know baseball. Mm -hmm. So you can take that and shove it, bud. Take that. Take it. Take it. Take it out of my fat butt and shove it up yours. <laughs> <laughs> Expand your hole in horizons. Yeah. We don't know what we're talking about. Okay. And all the, <laughs> the okay. Dodgers fans talking about, I don't see what the problem is with all these deferred payments. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> They're just like, you're, you're just jealous. And I'm like, I'm not jealous. I just think it's fraudulent. I think that it shouldn't be in the game. Mm -hmm. And I think that it is, again, the purest form of late-stage capitalism. Mm -hmm. Buy now, pay later. Yeah. It God. seemed like a bunch of like rich people arguing for, like, I, I don't see why we can't just have a flat tax rate. Hmm? Well, why couldn't we do that? <laughs> As they're polishing off their like monocles. <laughs> uh, penning their little, yeah. their designer bulldogs. <laughs> yeah. But thanks for watching, Dodgers fans. Yeah, Billy, what, what, what do you got going uh, on? Also, uh, the thing with, like, with the Dodgers, sorry, I just thought of this real quick. Oh, you're fine. It's just how Ronald Reagan would run the Dodgers. Look what he did to the economy in the 80s and how it boomed for so long and then fucked us over from, you know, since he left office in 1988 until 2024. Mm -hmm. The imprint of what he has done is right here, and this is exactly what he would do with the Dodgers. Get the fuck out of here. I stand by that. Thank you. He was a governor of California, so it also checks out. Mm -hmm. And he's dead as fuck. Very um, true. Me, coming up. Uh, next next Tuesday morning, I leave for Las Vegas. The tailgate, uh, the tailgate sports licensing trade show. I'm very excited to be there. Um, and then I land Saturday morning at 6 a.m., go home, take a little nap, wake mm. up, show with the Comet. Two uh, shows featuring for Simon Taylor. Oh, nice. Yeah, that'll be fun. That'll be super fun. Um, and then February 7th and 8th, I will be featuring a Commonwealth Sanctuary. So come on out for that, too. It'll be super fun. It will be. And then uh, February 22nd, I'm starting a show at Second Sight Distilling. Or Second Sight Spirits. I apologize. Second Sight Spirits. It's in Ludlow, Kentucky. It's a very cool spot. Can't wait. 
for y'all to come out and see that. It's a very, very cool space. Nice. And that's kind of close to me. That's awesome. Yeah, dude. I'm just trying to get closer to you. Hey, come on in, baby. So let's, uh, let's, let's round it around here. Let's, uh, thank, uh, thank you to sports drink for hosting the audio of this. We appreciate it. Thank you to In The Clutch. Check out InTheClutch.com for all your MLBPA t-shirt needs and your fun little hot market NFL shirts. So you're like, man, my team isn't in it. I'll wear a dumb, quirky Bills shirt. We have it. Now's the time. Now's the time. We have one that says Buffalo Bobsled for the, the tush push they do. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's super fun. That's that's my brainchild for this one. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Promo code NASTYBOYS, all caps, 10% off. And uh, thank you for, you know, having me in the fart dunge. Hey, anytime, brother. Shoot the shit. <laughs> all that good stuff. And yes, I am wearing a GoPuff hat. Why am I wearing a GoPuff hat? Because I love GoPuff. I do not know what a GoPuff is. Yo, you don't know what a, what a GoPuff is? GoPuff is a company. What they do, you download the app. Okay. You get on there. And then you order whatever you need. They've got drinks, snacks medical supplies anything you can think of cigarettes vapes oh is this more like a corner store sort of purchases imagine if you could take a bodega and make a giant warehouse and then instead of going to that giant warehouse what happens is you order it on your phone someone pulls it from that warehouse puts in their car drops it off at your house that's great. Although now I kind of want to go to this giant bodega. That sounds awesome. <laughs> they have a bunch of bodega cats running around. That's actually the that's the what the that's what the that pools all those items is all the a cats. Little, little bodega cat. Little bodega cats are putting them to work. And like meow, course light meow, <laughs> and they just throw it in a dairy meow, kombucha meow, <laughs> vape juice meow, <laughs> jewel pods meow. Uh, it's so and, and then they drop it off your house. It's awesome. It's great. And then. Uh, Max Fine, actually, his first GoPuff order, got a hat, left in my house. It's a great hat. Nice. It's not like great hat, great company, and rip a read for you, GoPuff sponsor us. <laughs> that was a shameless pitch. GoPuff, we need you. Mm-hmm. I need you. You saved me during the pandemic. You need a GoPuff. This is super fun. You can be wherever, and they'll just drop it off to you. Oh, really? You don't Wash- even have to have an address or anything? You just can set an ad. Yeah, all you have to have is your ID. So we were at Washington Park during the pandy, and we were like, oh, we're out of booze. So we just go-puffed more booze to the park. Living in the future. It's incredible. And I just showed him my ID, and then we just put it by a tree. This is not legal. And then just started chugging seltzers and kept playing wiffle ball. I like it. Go Puff, please sponsor us. Please sponsor us. I won't do anything illegal like that. <laughs> I will. He will. I won't. <laughs> so, uh, and thank you for watching. Watching? You know, watching. You got it. Watching, listening, all of that good stuff. And as always, go Red Legs. Go Red Legs. Save on Cox Internet when you add Cox Mobile and get fiber powered internet at home and unbeatable 5G reliability on the go. So whether you're playing a game at home, yes, cool, or attending one live, no! you can do more without spending more. Learn how to save at cox.com slash internet. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial cable. Cox Mobile runs on the network with unbeatable 5G reliability as measured by Ookla LLC in the U.S. to H2023. Results may vary, not an endorsement. Other restrictions apply.